Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Recipe with Dr. Stephanie Finney. It is my hope that through each segment, you will receive ingredients to live your best life. One seasoning I'm personally passionate about is in the area of, in, of health and wellness. Specifically, I provide non-toxic, chemical-free feminine care products that work. Additionally, I host an Instagram live titled, Do You Know What's in Your Feminine Care? But I will speak more about this at the end of the show. For today's broadcast, please welcome back my Uncork and Unwind co-hosts, Boonshika Rogers and Marcus Griffin. Hello, everyone. Marcus Griffin here. Hi, everyone. It's Boonshika Rogers. All right. All right. Do you want to give a quick intro? I'll let Miss Boonshika go first. All right. You all know I am so pleased to be here today because I am a professional administrator of minding my business, and I'm always here to help you mind yours. You can call me anytime. Well, I guess I'm a professional uh, administrator of minding my business as well, uh, and you can call me anytime, too. <laughs> we'll take that. We'll take that. All right. Thank you for those introductions. Before we begin our discussion, let's open with some music to kick off the recipe. Whether driving in your car or connecting with us by tablet, computer, or cell phone, take some time to uncork and unwind with There's a Winner in You by Lydia Salad Dudley. Can I fly to the sky? will blow, seed will grow, keep up your head young man, eternity has no end, your legacy sure to abound, your feet won't touch the ground. Give up the fight. There's a winner in you. And don't you lay down and die. Can I win? Try again. Can't give up. Forget your face, train for the higher place, move and release your faith, your faith, oh, that's Keep 
You guys like that? You like that? Did you? That was real soulful. Very Thank soulful. You. I thought that was a nice, nice something just to kick off uncorking a wine. So I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, I'm definitely unwind after that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take that too. All right, let's go ahead and get into some introductory comments for our discussion during this uncorked portion of the show. Did you know that Delaware State University became the first HBCU to acquire a predominantly white educational institution? And I quote, Delaware State University has officially completed its goal to acquire Wesley College, a private liberal arts college. In less than a year, the HBCU completed the takeover and now has plans to grow in a major way. The first move for an HBCU, Delaware State is the first historically black college or university to go out and acquire a non-HBCU school on its own. And this is dated July, 2021. Any thoughts? Yeah. That's amazing. That it's, is amazing. Yeah. It is about time. Look, <laughs> you know how you hear about, and let me tell you, I'm an HBCU to Latin now. I know I attended the best HBCU on the planet, so I know this. So I can speak about this. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, don't say anything, Marcus. Don't say anything. Yeah, I'm numbered here today, Marcus. I look. And I know when I've attended, you know, I, I've gone to football games and I remember when um, Pine Bluff used to be Pine Bluff and now is University of Arkansas and Pine Bluff. Mm -hmm. Man, you're like, okay, this is, ugh. Or, you know, we have the Langston University, Oklahoma City campus, the Tulsa campus. Mm -hmm. But we always said how that one university, I'm not going to call this name because I don't want to give it any power. It's always trying to sneak in and grab Langston University. It is nice. Look, I'm going to keep it real. It is nice to see that an HBCU is mm -hmm. going into the realm of, I'm going to acquire this university and I'm going to make us better. 
and we're going to expand and grow. And this is going to be an opportunity for my students at this HBCU to take advantage of everything that's going on at this university. So it's nice to see that we're spreading our wings and planting seeds somewhere else so the roots will grow and we can just, I mean, just spread out like eagles. I love it. It's nothing like a lion, but, you know, I still love it. <laughs> I think that's awesome, Boom Sheikah. I'm not going to go back and forth with you on who's the best HBCU. <laughs> However, I will say this. I will say this. It is so good to yeah. hear of an HBCU <laughs> progressing and moving yeah. forward. Because a lot of times mm -hmm. we hear how they have to downsize or, yeah. in a lot of cases, merge with other universities. And, you know, that takes from that name, that brand, all of the, you know, details of that. So I'm just so elated and excited to hear that a university, especially HBCU, is doing good. They have to be doing good financially, yeah. you know, and, and resources and partnerships mm -hmm. and all of this. I love it. I think that more of HBCUs need to do this and figure out a way to uh, evolve and take over because we're here to stay. Now that I will agree with you on. All right. But that other part, I'm not going to go back and or forth with you either. We already know it's home of the mighty lion. Alcorn, Alcorn, Alcorn. Always. Doesn't roll oh, off the tongue like Langston University. It does. Thank you. Home of the mighty lion. Braves. Thank you. Oh, bless your heart. Oh, look at it. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. I'm not going to start with you today. Don't start with me today because I got a pocket full of good stuff. Let's talk about it. <laughs> a pocket full of good stuff. But we will agree to disagree, but we will agree on the fact that we love this news, right? Yes. There you yes. go. I yes. can agree with that one. And I want to add to this. This is what their president says. His name is Tony Allen. He says, my intention is to grow our institution to about 10,000 folks over the next couple of years. And this is a jump start to that opportunity. There is a real and I do mean real opportunity for us to grow the organization and do that smartly. It will inherit 50 acres, 21, build, 20, 21 buildings, 14 academic programs. The university is also adding 71 former Wesley faculty and staff to its payroll. Very good. So we're increasing jobs. You know, yeah. we're not, you know, it's not, it's not like anybody's missing out on anything. People are still getting paid. We're just growing and expanding. I think it's beautiful. You know what you mentioned um, that he stated that I really love, not just growing, but growing smart. Because a lot of times we just want to grow and, oh, more numbers, more numbers. It's not about the numbers all the time. If we have to think about quality as well. So mm -hmm. when you're growing smart, that's going to put that university ahead of the rest to continue growing and being a benefit to those communities. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to give you that one, Thundercat. That was a good response. I like that one. Oh, my goodness. That's the HBCU education. That's, right the, that's, that's that Langston education and that all coin education, right? <laughs> yeah, go on, give it up. I need y'all to get along. That's right. <laughs> okay. Well, let's look at uh, our number two uh, discussion. Company makes history by becoming first Black-owned water brand to sell at Walmart. 
Um, for the first time in Walmart's history, a Black-owned bottle, co bottle company selling alkaline water will grace its shelves. Um, the, it says Live Alkaline Water, founded by Dr. Shyla Creer and Robert McCray, is being sold at Walmart stores in North Carolina. The McCrae's family has owned the natural alkaline water spring for more than 100 years and decided to work with Creer to create the water company. So it's only available in North Carolina, but still, I mean, I think that's awesome. You know, that this is the first. We always need to acknowledge the first. <laughs> I'll tell you this. You know how much money I spent at Walmart? A lot of money. <laughs> I stay there. I literally go there multiple times a week. Yeah. So to hear this information, you know, that is a breath of fresh air because it is 2021 and we just now getting some water that we are owners of in Walmart. But hey, look, I'm not going to say the negative. I'm yeah. going to say the positive. And I love that news. And I, I wish more bottle companies are owned by minorities, especially blacks. And let's get it. I love it. Absolutely. I, you know, I drink water constantly. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a little country girl from Oklahoma. Okay. And there is nothing better than the water I grew up on. And it's called, we called it well water because I grew up mm -hmm. in the country. Mm -hmm. Ooh, it made your hair grow so nice. Your skin feels so soft. I, I tell you, I don't know what they're doing with this water, but I'm, I'm going to try yeah. it. You know, I have a cousin that lives in uh, North Carolina. I'm like, hey, send me some of this good old alkaline water. Let me see if it's better than my mama's water up there <laughs> in the country. <laughs> <laughs> yes and i have tried some of that water and it's good water because you know our story <laughs> some good water some good water mm -hmm. definitely definitely uh let me see some more information it said um the brand success in the first month of ava of availability in walmart led to it uh sold in three different walmart locations in florida so it's branching out it's branching out very good that's outstanding. That's called growth and longevity yes. and inheritance. That's yes. something yes, that pass down to their children. And I love that you mentioned Dr. Finney and also you, Boom Sheka, passing it out to your children. But this is a company you mentioned a hundred years. Mm -hmm. yeah, that is been history. That is history. Because a lot of businesses don't last a year, five years, ten years. And this is a hundred years. That means that they have a strong foundation. Yes. And they know what they're doing. I love it. All right. All right. Well, let's go to our next discussion. And this is The Rock uh, takes his shot with his own tequila brand. Last January, so this article is dated May 2021. Uh, last January, before the world went into lockdown, Dwayne The Rock Johnson introduced mm -hmm. his Turnima, let me make sure, Turimana small batch tequila to Oprah during the Atlanta stop of her 2020 vision tour at, uh, at State Farm Arena. If you didn't know, Oprah is a notorious tequila lover and is even known to give out shots. That day, she told the audience, unless Jesus has told you otherwise, when you come to my house, you've got to have a tequila shot. So The Rock brought the tequila to her house as a birthday tribute, and Oprah approved, sealing the deal with a toast to The Rock's father, pioneering pro wrestler Rocky Johnson, who had recently passed. Now, for Cinco de Mayo, The Rock is making it available to you and yours, named Terra, derived from the Latin word terra, meaning earth, and mana, the Polynesian word meaning spirit. Terra mana loosely translates to spirit of the earth. 
Not surprising, the small batch tequila is sustainable. A Mexican family-owned distillery in a small town in the Highlands makes Terramana from 100% from mature Blue Weber agave using a state-of-the-art water filtra filtration system. And because it's the rock, it has to be healthy-ish. So every bottle has 96 calories per 1.5 ounces, ounces and has no sugar or carbs, plus it's certified gluten-free mm. and with a price of under $40 a bottle. Hmm. Now I'm gonna just say this. Um, I'm gonna smell, taste, and drink whatever the rock is cooking up. I'm gonna just say <laughs> right now. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> if he got a tequila, come on home, baby. Don't show out now. Don't show out. I'm sorry. I am married. I am so sorry. I will sample it on occasion. <laughs> Every day that starts with two, like today <laughs> and tomorrow, I will sample that. <laughs> I love it. Well, first of all, I'll say this. I'll just go with the good stuff. Reasonable price. Yes. And, and, and you got the story in there, what mm -hmm. made it come to fruition. But I'm going to say this. I know we talking about rock, but let's get on Oprah. Let's get on how I love, I need to be at Oprah House. This is why I love Oprah. Like, give me a shot before I walk in the door. <laughs> because when you come to my house, we, we do some of the same practices. So I love it. I love what, what Oprah, I mean, I mean, look, we talking about The Rock, right? I mean, <laughs> you good. You I love good. what The Rock is doing. Uh, Oprah, I love you too. A shout out to all of y'all. Shout out to all y'all. And I, and I will try to find that tequila to patronize that business, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, I thought it was, you know, great. And um, this Terramana can be found in several restaurants in various cities throughout the country, including Atlanta, Chicago, L.A., and New York, in addition to liquor stores. And um, so it's, you know, it's there. I, it's funny. I never have seen it because I, I make a peach brandy pound cake from, from scratch. So when I need my peach, I, I need dark, dark rum and peach brandy but i usually have dark rum because well i probably don't have as much now because we normally cruise every year me and my husband and so we get the dark tequila from the mm -hmm. island which is best but i get the i get the peach brandy at the liquor store and normally when i go in there i kind of look around because i see the ciroc and some other things and i just didn't even think to pay attention to this because i'm not a tequila drinker but i'll pay attention next time yeah i mean that's that's an awesome price point. I will agree with you, Marcus. Awesome price point because most times you don't find anything that inexpensive. So liquor-wise. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, let's take a quick break and then we will come back with our next um, portion of Uncorking on Wine. Hey, it's your girl, Lisa Denae, and I want to tell you about a product that has changed my life, Rain Premium Sanitary Napkins. Rain products are infused with a Nobel Prize winning material called graphene. It's the graphene strip that provides the various health benefits that can improve your quality of life during that time of the month. Listen, I've been very loyal to a certain brand of feminine products, but I've never experienced the results I get with Rain products. The difference is in the graphene strip. Using Rain products has totally eliminated the painful cramps I experience, and it can also help 
help balance your body's pH, eliminate harmful bacteria, and help fight fatigue. Graphene moves heat away from your core to keep you cool and comfortable. Ladies, it's time to upgrade your feminine care with products that not only offer protection, but also improve your health and wellness. Place your order today and receive your premium sanitary napkins delivered directly to your door. Visit www.drfcare.com to make your purchase today. And don't forget to mention that your girl Lisa Denae and Stunner Radio sent you. Hello, everyone, and now welcome back to our unwind portion of the show with Dr. Stephanie Finney. Marcus Griffin here. <laughs> and Boomshika Rogers. Perfect, perfect. Okay, so let's get into our unwind portion again, and let's talk about Black men take care of your mental health. And this is dealing with the fact that this month is also Suicide Awareness Month. So there have been slates of suicide, of sudden death, um, orbiting about, we can look around us, around the world at large, and the disconnect can feel paramount. Twitter feeds run rampant with the effects of depression, prescriptive antidotes um, on uncovering the warning signs of friends and neighbors, the off use we didn't know signing through the air, with the talk of um, you know surrounding health, considering this month being National Men's Health Month, the conversation surrounding mental health in the community is a heavy one. So, you know, when we look at this, in my opinion, it's really a paradigm shift because you have to ask yourself whether male or female, but but I don't think we've ever looked at this, you know, well, I don't say we've ever, but it's rare that we look at it from a male perspective. So I'll put this out there to Mr. Griffin, you know, how do you access therapy or, or wellness or better yet, how do you look first at therapy and wellness as a, as a male, particularly a black male? Well, first of all, I want to say that, you know, of course, I'm very open to therapy and very open to getting help when you need help. Mm -hmm. And I think that we are trained as black males and we grow up feeling as though, hey, don't show your feelings. Don't show how you truly feel. And if you're hurt or if you are not in the best mental realm right now and it's almost like hey you know you, you're a big boy you you don't do that you don't do that but we have to you know educate ourselves and educate the youth and educate men that it's okay to seek help it's okay to if you're going through something seek someone that can help you along your journey mm -hmm. and that's what i just had to just just realize like i know sometimes where if, if if i'm in pain or something like that i'm like look let me go to the doctor get this checked out whatever it is right because I know that this simple thing that's going on right now could ultimately turn into something major where I got to get surgery, whether it's going to cost me thousands of dollars, whether I'm maybe on the, on the deathbed or something, just, you know, give an example. But, you know, that's, it's, it's critical that we educate and, and let our brothers and our uncles and our fathers and grandfathers, whoever know, look, it's okay. And we got to do that. So. Yeah. You know, as a mom of raising, you know, I, I have two sons. I have two sons that I, I, I birthed and I have two sons that were given to me. I inherited. I, I was blessed with. I was graced with through marriage. And when I'm looking at my sons and the way that I raised them, it's, mm -hmm. it's OK to cry. But, you know, I would tell them and I'm, I'm guilty of it. Cry in the shower. Let that out. Let that 
let everything flow with the water. And then they, you know, because men and boys are taught, oh, no, no, don't show emotion in public. Don't show you're sensitive. Don't don't cry because then you're, it's a sign of weakness. And then we we raise a generation of men that don't know how to express themselves because they've been taught to, you know, hold those feelings in, to don't share those because you're a man, man up, man up. And I remember when my son fell one time and one of my um, brothers was like, oh, get up, boy, you all right, you all right. And when I look back on it, because I would tell my son, okay, I have to be mommy and daddy. Get up, son, it's all right. You don't have to, it's all right, it's all, you don't have to cry. Calm down, calm down. And really, they as they got older, and this is what comes with wisdom. You know, when you know better, you do better. I opened up a space for them between us where I said, you have to be able to get this out because I started noticing things that they couldn't express themselves. But if you're told to always calm down and be quiet, it's not that bad. Don't you cry. I'm going to give you something to cry about. Then you learn not to cry and you hold all that in until you explode. And that's why you see men that say, well, you know, I, I just couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't take it anymore. Well, they didn't have that outlet. So when they became about between like uh, 14 and 16, I said, look, we're going to have our no BS moments. And that was their space to say, mom, I need to say something and I need you to listen and I need to say it how I need to say it. That meant if they needed to curse, if they needed to cry, if they needed to throw something around the room, I said, okay, let me get to my position. And literally, I didn't even know my children could curse. And when my son cried out, I knew that this was going to be a common practice at that point on because he was facing so much frustration being a, a, a black child at a predominantly white school in Texas being made fun of because he's dyslexic. And um, so he just had a lot of issues going on and he had no outlet. And he felt trapped. Mm. And a lot of our mm. men who were taught to be strong and suck it up, who don't have an outlet and who didn't have someone to say, you can talk to me and I'm going to meet you exactly where you are. And you say it however you need to say it. Well, right, they're saying it. But because they had no one to listen to them and redirect their anger and teach them how to express themselves, we have a generation of young men out there who are lost and hurting themselves and others because they've had no way of expressing themselves and they don't know what to do. And in our community, it really is a taboo to seek help, like to get counseling. And we need to make that a normal for us as black people to get counseling because we need help too. And it's okay that we need help too. My two cents. No, I love that. Um, I love that you said about, you know, we have a generation of people that are hurt, that are hurting other people, because it's a fact that hurt people hurt other people. It's just, it's a, it's a cycle. It just happens that way. You don't want it to happen, but it does. And I too, especially agree um, because I, you know, I've been around those that say, oh, you don't need therapy. Just go to church. Just pray about it. And it's like, I am not taking anything away from God. I am not because you best believe that I went there first. 
I prayed about this thing. I took it to him first, but now I need something more. And mm-hmm. so, you know, and, and I believe that God put therapists on the earth for a reason. So, you know, I just need him to help guide me to that therapist or whoever, so I can get the help that I need because I need to talk and I need to talk to somebody who doesn't know anything about my situation that can be neutral, Mm -hmm. that can give me a different perspective from the outside looking in, because those that I talk to in my circle are going to see it from a familiar lens and I need you to see it from a different lens. And I believe that that outsider can give me that. And, you know, I do, men, I mean, oh gosh, you know, it's like, you know, how do we handle stress and conflict, meaning, you know, as men, you know, how do we look at that from a masculinity type of standpoint? You know, how do we look at our approach of, you know, mental, mental wellness and stability as a man? It's like reaching out is not an issue. It's well, it, 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 it shouldn't be an issue. But as you said, you know, we're taught or we teach our sons or our, or our dad that, you know, the dad teaches the sons because I'm still the one that's like, Oh, it's okay, baby. Come here. I'm a kid to make it feel better. Yes. He's 10 years old and I'm still doing that. I don't care because I have to be me. I have to be me. <laughs> now he may put that front on with my husband, but he knows, come on, let's go. I'm a kid to make, come on, let's go. And we'll go get that time in because he needs both, but he, he, he needs that time too, to know that it's okay to say that hurt. And it doesn't feel good. And trust me, when mommy kisses it and make it feel better, it's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. And to add that, that, I love what both of you guys said. I mean, y'all preaching tonight, first of all. <laughs> and to add to that, it's so good when you have someone that you can trust to be open to. And I know people say, well, I could do this. I could do it on my own. I don't need nobody. You need somebody. You going through this, you you go through stuff on your job. You go through stuff in personal. You you walk in Walmart. We talked about Walmart earlier. You walk in Walmart and somebody in your space and you 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 don't want them standing in y'all getting argued, whatever it may be. But when you have someone that you can talk to, that you're comfortable with, that you can open up to, that you can be yourself, that's an, an o- oasis as 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 well. Because it's it can be therapeutic for you. And I think a lot of people don't have that person, whether mm-hmm. it's their spouse, whether it's their therapist, whether it's their best friend or whoever it may be to open up and say, look, I trust you enough to tell you this. Can you be here for me when I need you most? And I think that's important. And I, I truly value the people that I have in my corner that I can you know, tell them how I feel and there's no judgment. There's no, hey, you're wrong for thinking that way. It, it shouldn't be you're wrong for thinking that way. Or, well, why do you think that way? You know, mm-hmm. how can I help you think even better, whatever it may be? So just having people in your corner that fight for you and fight for this right here, because a mind, it can snap just like this. And one minute mm-hmm. we're we're stable and the next minute we're out of it. So mm-hmm. great points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, I look at that too. And it's like, um, when you talk about reaching out, it can be seen as not manly or mm-hmm. you're admitting to hurt or to pain, or, you know, it can be seen as fault or even, you know, a flaw or a weakness as a man. And men don't want to portray themselves as weak in any way, because you're supposed to be the provider. You're the one that goes, and you know provide 
you may not have all the emotional pieces at times, but you're going to provide, you're going to make sure that that household is taken care of and provide for it. So that can be seen when they, you know, when someone says that they need mental help as a man, they need to speak to somebody, they need therapy, that can be seen as a weakness or a flaw, you know. I'll just put that out there. I, I just, I, I think that we need to understand that you can still be a man and say you need help. Mm -hmm. I need and receive help receive yeah. it because you mentioned a good point you said you know men taking over the house or uh, you know helping with the house and the bills and stuff like that you gotta think if you are trained to as a man you provide and blah 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 but next now your job is taken from you and this 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 and then now your wife or your spouse is the breadwinner and she gotta mm -hmm. do this and now you like you're going through so much because you're not receiving that well mm -hmm. when you should receive it well because if you ain't got it, your wife or your spouse should be the one that hey i got you right now until you get up on you but you're not receiving it so now you're going through stuff because you're thinking about that so it's just life can just knock you down mm -hmm. and you got to find a way to help get you where you need to be when it knocks you down and pick you up right yeah that is awesome. I mean, that, that that is a point in itself. When you have someone, that's awesome. But when you're trained to be strong and now you have to be vulnerable, ooh, ooh that's a lot to ask from a man who's been trained to be strong. I need you to go ahead and be vulnerable. And a part of being vulnerable is speaking your truth. And when you've been hiding your truth, which is this, this secret insecurity you have as a man and you don't trust anyone with it, and now you are, you are a provider, uh, you have a house, you have a wife, you have children, or you have a partner, you have children, now it's time that you have to understand it's okay. You have someone that you can be vulnerable with, but keep in mind, I, I am my husband's spouse. I am his friend. We talk about a lot of things, but I'm not equipped to handle every truth that he wants to speak. And I have to understand that. And I think we as women or partners need to understand that we're not equipped to handle every truth that is coming from our partner. So we have to be that sounding board to encourage them and give them the confidence to go and get the help that they need. That's what a partner will do for you. Yeah. I agree. And I'll, I'll add um, for those that are you know, married, that you are supposed to be a helpmate. That's what the Bible says. And so in being a helpmate, you should be able to help that person, even if it is, as you said, recognize that, that I may not have the tools to help you in a particular way, but I can help you find help. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to do that part. That's, that's mm -hmm. also a part of being a helpmate, because I want to see you win, because when you win, we win. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's you know, right. I mean, this this is a whole unit, you know, when you know you when when you get to when when you get married, you actually come together as one. And so if one unit is not on point, then the whole unit is not on point. So we have to work on this. And I'm not saying it's ever going to be perfect because there's no such thing as a perfect marriage. And if you think your marriage is perfect, then just keep on saying married. <laughs> but. Um, you know, it, it, it deals with, you know, you made a great point, Boomshika, about being, being vulnerable. That is, 
the willingness to lean into what being soft actually means, you know, and, and the freedom that can lie in letting go of a fixed notion of what a man means today, you know, the definition of a man. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot of, I hate to say it, maybe the right word is stereotypes to a point, you know, um, of what a man should be and how a man should act and how a man should feel. Mm -hmm. But those stereotypes have shaped generations of boys don't cry uh uh boys you get up you work boys don't hit girls uh boys don't i was like whoa whoa, whoa. boys don't wear pink let me tell you something my son who i love to death when he went to langston for his freshman semester his first year he got this pink sweatshirt and i was like baby why you got this pink sweatshirt he said mom I'm securing my manhood. There you go. There you go. How about that? And I was like, you know what? You're right. You are absolutely right. It is our perception of what we've been taught by our parents and their parents and their parents that this is the way that boys are supposed to dress. This is the way that girls are supposed to dress. I was a tomboy for years. My mom used to say, I used to worry about you. Me? (laughs) but yes i was a tomboy for years but being a tomboy (laughs) it's just look it was a preference i like doing stuff that i like don't put this label on me and i think that men are wearing this label that they did not did not put on themselves they say i didn't subscribe to be um this macho uh nail chewing uh cigarette smoking, beer drinking, uh, going to work, come home, give me my food type of person. That's not what they subscribe to be. That's not every man's ideal of a man. Right. Once we stop putting our perception on what this man is supposed to be, what that man is supposed to be, and we allow a man to tell you who he is, I think that will give them the freedom to express themselves and tell their truth without restriction. We're putting restrictions on ourselves. They don't do it to them. Because you have a lot of problems because that leads to blowing up. When you cannot Mm -hmm. express Mm -hmm. yourself in a positive way, you build that and you harvest that stuff in. Then Mm -hmm. next week, a month goes and then two months go. And then when you finally do that, you blow up because you you don't know how to get that out, that out. And that only out right now is to release everything. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> you know, so we have to, you know, that vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. That's Absolutely. deep. Yeah. Yes. And that's a great pause point. So let's take a quick commercial break and then we'll be right back with Uncorking Unwind with my co-host, Boonshika Rogers and Marcus Griffin. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your girl, comedian, actress, Coca Brown. And I got to give a huge shout out to my girl, Dr. Stephanie Fenney, because she put me on. What? To the Jewel Sanitary Napkin. These babies are amazing. Not only are they good to me, they're good for me. Not only do they help with absorption, moisture control, and protection, because yes, sometimes I like to wear white, but these babies also have a great ingredient called graphene that helps with cramps. Huh? 
Are you kidding me? So you're telling me that I'm protected and I can control my moods a little bit? I love it. So please make sure you hit up my girl, Dr. Stephanie Finney. They have a variety of sizes for every kind of flow, whether it's heavy, light, overnight, she got you. So make sure you hit up my girl, Dr. Stephanie Finney and get you some jewel sanitary napkins today. I strongly endorse these, honey, especially if you're like me and need all the help you can get for that time of the month. All right? <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Recipes Uncork and Unwind with Dr. Stephanie Finney. Uh-oh. Marcus Griffin think, here. There you go. Hi, and this is Boom Shika Rogers. Okay, great. So let's continue our conversation on Black men and mental health. Um, you know, I've noticed, too, that um, when it comes to the conversation of mental health and therapy and wellness, you know, we have to ask ourselves, or for the men, we have to ask, you know, how do they know which tools to utilize if they're not in the space to actually receive them? You know, because as men, there is the conditioning here. I mean, and when I say the conditioning, I'm talking about the actual mindset. And let's, let's look at this even from a further stand, standpoint of suicide awareness. You know, we can look at the suicide of Anthony Bourdain to understand that reaching a certain level of wealth, of fame, you know, is not indicative of a settled life, of balance, or even of happiness, you know. And I know, you know, I, I'm just putting that, that out there because people think, you know, a lot of times, oh, you know, this person has money and they, you know, they're wealthy and, you know, they're on television, they're doing stuff, but that doesn't mean that they're happy. That doesn't mean they're balanced. That doesn't mean that everything is in order in their life. And I don't know everything that happened with that situation because I, I just don't know the details, but obviously there was something missing. There was something that wasn't right in order for that to happen because that's just not, um, you know, that. I, I, I wish that there was a second thought where some help could have been given or he could have reached out for help, but we know the, the result of that. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I had a, a girlfriend who was staying with me for a couple of weeks and on, I think it was Monday, she came in from work and said, my friend committed suicide today. And hmm. You know, her thought was, well, he's going, you know, he was selfish, you know, and I will say that for a long time, I thought suicide was the most selfish thing you could do because it's not about you. You're affecting those who you left behind. And I had to really take a step back because um, there are times when people are so lost that, you know, Yes, your feelings matter. However, when someone is so lost and we miss the signs, I think the the part that grieves me the most, um, because I've lost a couple of friends to suicide, is that what did I miss? What was the word that I could have said that would have changed their mind? What is it that we could have done as friends to these to these individuals because I lost a, a friend who I went to high school with and um he killed himself and then uh, about maybe seven eight years later his sister killed herself and then you sit and you wonder what was it what what was it that was this person couldn't say and 
then you stop to realize that, that wow, um, we're living in a time where we're so wrapped up that we miss the signs. And I'm sure hindsight is 2020, where everyone in this gentleman's family is like, oh man, you know, he came over and he seemed down, or, and you're like, okay, I would charge everyone that when you see someone off their game, take time out. A five minute conversation can save someone's life. And um, I know we're talking about men's health, but I will share that uh, I, I was dealing with the death of my father and I was in a bad place. But at work, oh, no one could tell it worked. I was still happy and jovial and laughing and no one understood what I was dealing with personally. I want to charge you to check on your friends that are funny and always telling jokes and always seeing the life of the party because there's times when we're fighting personal battles that no one even knows about and it only takes, hey, how are you doing really? I know this happened to you. I'm here for you. Let, let, you know, let, let's take a day and let's go do something and get this out. And it may be that very conversation that'll save someone's life and you don't even know it. But we're so busy caught up and you think, oh, that person's fine. They're always in a good mood. We're not. We're fighting battles every day. And I want to charge everyone listening to take that five minutes and just ask a real honest and earnest question. How are you? And stop and get a real answer. My two cents. Oh, I love it. I love it. You guys are really just, you know, making me feel, you know, it's, it's so positive. And just that those spoken words, are they mean so much. And I remember one of my classmates, they hit me up and they said, you don't know what you did, but you helped me from committing suicide. They wrote me a message. And I just always try to be a good person, right? And like Boomshika mentioned, it's so, it feels so good when you feel loved and you feel appreciated. And it's so important, like Boomshika mentioned, to let people know, are you okay? Ask people, are you okay? Can I help you with something? Because we go through so much on our daily lives. And you always want to be someone to pull someone up off that ledge instead of pushing them over that ledge by what you say or what you do or your actions. And you don't know what people are going through in life. So it's always good to be a good person. And that's why I practice like every day. How can I help someone else? How can I give someone a compliment just to make them feel better about themselves? Because we don't know what they're going through. They they can be your coworker smiling at work and then at home they get knocked upside the head every day. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And what we can do is be that positive impact in their lives. So that's why I try to do that every day of my life and even responding to people. You know, people call me. Of course, I may not want to talk or whatever. I'm still going to answer the phone because, I, you know, I don't know what it may be. I'm still going to answer your phone because it could be that you want to talk to the last person to see if somebody cared for you, did what you do, you know. And I'm going to make, I might not stay on the phone with you a long time, but I'm going to check and see, hey, how you doing? Okay, well, I can't talk right now, but we'll talk later because you never know. So that's why I want to encourage people, if you are feeling suicidal, 
um, seek help as possible. But for the friends and for the family members, check on these people because we we go through stuff with family. You know, you, you mentioned you lost uh, a person you cared for in your family. We all do. And that weighs heavily on our hearts. And when you check on somebody, that means a world. That can mean a world. So I appreciate that. Yeah. I just want to add that there's something to be said about being genuine because yes, you can do this. You can go to the person, you know, Hey, how you doing? I know I am known. This was when we were in the office to every time I walk by the hall, every, every time somebody passed, passed me in the hallway, Hey, how you doing? And literally wanting to know how you're doing, because sometimes people say it and then they're like, Oh my gosh, I was not expecting to hear all of this, but you need to be genuinely concerned and want to hear about what the person has to say because they they may really need to vent. And then how about this? Now with COVID and the pandemic, that brings another element to this mental health phase where people are working from from home more and there are two sides to that. Well, there's there's many sides, but I'll say two. One, you are at home. Maybe you don't have anyone with you at home, so therefore you are alone. So you work from home. You are doing everything from home because you're not going out as much. So you feel more isolated than you did before because you don't get out as much. So that pre that that creates something else. And then, as Marcus said, how about this? If you are working from home and you've already had issues and problems in the home, so then you got to stay in that environment. You can't even get get a break or a release from that environment. So you are living in that. 24 seven, that is already another issue. So when you're on the phone with somebody from work or when you've taken that call, hey, how you doing? You doing okay today? I mean, there are times where you just need to pick up the phone and say, you know, because it's funny, I've had people say, um, you know what? Um, you know, I really don't have such and such. I figured you were calling. I'm like, I wasn't even calling about that. I was just calling to check on you and just see if you was doing okay, that's all. And they're like, oh, oh, thank you. And then they start to really talk. Because they're like, oh, you know, she didn't come asking me for anything. I'm like, no, I'm not asking you for anything. I'm asking you to give me the status of this report. I just want to know if you're doing okay. That's all. And then I had someone who is, I'll never forget, she's a contracting officer. And we had something that was due and it ended up being late. And she said, I'm so sorry. I dropped the ball on this. And I told her, I said, stop. We are living in a pandemic. Nobody died. Just let me know when you can get it together and we'll change the date. We'll extend it out and we'll get it done. And is there anything that I can do to help you so we can move this along? And she said, thank you so much because I dropped the ball and I was really feeling bad because I know it was my fault. I said, it's okay. It happens. It happens. But now we know going forward how to fix it. But how can we resolve this right here? It's not going to be resolved today. That's okay. Nobody died. Let's just figure out how to move forward. She was so appreciative. So it's like, no, we're good. You know, we, we're, we're going to get through this and move forward. And life goes on. <laughs> so. And you mentioned a good point, being genuine, because there's a lot of people out there just nasty for no reason. Mm -hmm. I mean, just nasty and disrespectful. And I don't do well with those people. But, you know, it's, it's the point of it does not take, it does not pay to be a good person. It's free. You, everybody can be a good person. You know, it's what you choose to be. And I, I wake up every day. I choose. You know, like people say, I, that person woke up and chose violence. I woke up. I wake up and, cho and choose peace. How about that? 
because I'm I'm gonna try to bring peace to everybody I come in contact with, right? And it's just do it. <laughs> like Knight say, just do it. Just be a good person. Be genuine. And that makes a world of a difference. I, I like all of that. And I, I will say that I do have this little meme on my phone that I have saved that says, oh, today I choose violence. Um, and I send it out to certain people. <laughs> like, uh, and I believe it. So when you say that, yes, there's days when I choose violence. Like, I, I'm ready. I'm going to match energy today. So if you look, if you go, I'm going to holler. So um, I like that. I'm going to try to choose peace. I'm going to try. <laughs> now, I'm human, too. I choose. Uh, look, I, three weeks ago, I chose violence. But anyway, anyway. Uh, three weeks ago. Chose violence. It happens to the best of us. It happens. We're human. We're human. Even Jesus called people sons of uh, vipers. I'm right. just saying. I got some sons that I can call people, but it ain't a viper. <laughs> but see, I, I choose peace. Thank you. Thank you're you. welcome. You're welcome. Choose you know, peace. you know, it's what us Alkanites do. We just uh, come up with the now. And I'm about to choose violence. Look at that. Just like that. Just like that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it, it works. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, it works bad. in both ways. Let me tell you, I can love you and cut you at the same <laughs> time. Amen. 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 Bleed slow. Bleed slow. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> wow. Um, this conversation didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. <laughs> Choose violence. <laughs> um, that being said, any... Any last thoughts? Any? Oh, hold on. I think we may have a comment. Let's see. Do we have a comment? Oh, here we go. Let me see what we have. Oh, Sharon Morgan says, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> like, which part? Which part? I know. Which is the violence? I know. <laughs> I think it's the violence. Part. Okay. Violence. Yeah. <laughs> Sharon, let I us know what you like. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But, um, any last thoughts before we wrap up? Well, I'll just say that uh, we've talked about a lot this evening. And as we go through um, our next endeavors in life, I want to, again, encourage everyone to take the time out and check on your friends. Mm. Um, just a simple hello, even a text message. So just take that time. You might be saving a life. Yeah. I love it. And to add on to that, checking on your friends and being a good person, a good person and meaning well and, and choosing peace and not violence. <laughs> Sharon said, I choose violence. She, okay. You got one up, you have one up on me, Boom Chica. <laughs> Well, I'm going to end on a biblical note <laughs> in that Deuteronomy 30 and 19 says, this day I call the heavens and the earth as witness against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live. And the reason I say this is because we have to make an educated decision to choose life. We really do. And in doing so, you choose it for the people that you interact with every day and those friends that you check on and so forth. Always choose life. When you do that, you do it not just for yourself. You do it for the next generation. 
So, so Boomshika choosing life. I'm choosing peace, and God choosing life. I love it. <laughs> I, I'm choosing all three accordingly. Yes, yes. According yes. to the situation, accordingly. Amen. 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 <laughs> this has been a great conversation on uh, black men and mental health. And I just want to thank everyone for watching and listening. And thank you for taking time out of your day to connect on the recipe segment of Uncork and Unwind with Dr. Stephanie Finney. Marcus Griffin. And Boom Sheikha Rogers. Before I go, if you are on Instagram, please tune in tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as I provide a serving of health and wellness in the area of feminine health care. And for any men out there, please do not shy away from this topic because if you have important women in your life, you also need to know about this information. That's it for me. Again, I hope you enjoyed this segment of The Recipe. And now I'm going to leave you with singer, songwriter, television personality, and founding member of Sisters with Voices, Lily from SWV, to provide her endorsement of Rain, previously known as Jewel Feminine Care. See you next time on The Recipes Uncork and Unwind as we bring you all of the ingredients for living your best life. And the packaging, it says Jewel on it. And she sent me so many different, I mean, this for moderate flow, heavy flow. Okay, we're up. Hold on. And this was my favorite. <laughs> that is my favorite. That is my favorite. <laughs> I can always appreciate an overnight. But what really, what I was really impressed by was the, the the length, how long it was, and how and it's not as thick. If if you guys still get that those friends, sometimes that thing could just be out of control and never do what you asked it to do. It'd be <laughs> all over the place. But honestly, like I had absolutely no problems at all. And I, I just want to say thank you, and I appreciate this product so good because a lot of people, you know, they, they want to send you stuff, and it's like, okay, you know, you want to believe in everybody, but everybody's product is not a good product, especially something when it comes to feminine hygiene and sanitary this and sanitary. You got to be very careful because sometimes, you know, uh, whatever, is, whatever the stuff is made with, it don't always agree with your body chemistry but i had absolutely no problems and i wouldn't even say this if i didn't mean it i gave my the, the girls in my podcast they use it my my other my podcast member she don't even use sanitary napkins she's like a tampon girl mm -hmm. but she really appreciated this and i thought you know I have to tell you this. I couldn't wait to get on here to tell you this. So for everybody that's on here that's still going through them, getting those monthly visitors, please support Dr. Finney's business. I tried it myself, and I, and I loved it. <laughs>